0: Hola everyone! Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together also if you are interested in the episode show notes or if you just want to leave feedback questions suggested topics the links are found in the episode description so please do check it out welcome to the very first episode of the podcast i'm super excited for the journey that this podcast will bring And I hope that it will serve its purpose by giving so much value to everyone who is listening to right now. And for the purpose of utilizing your time, let's dive into the episode. So the title of this episode is Three Important Reasons Why You Should Try. But before that, as what was mentioned in the podcast trailer, the main context of the word try is not something that, okay, since this person told me to try, I might as well try for the sake of trying. But that is not the case here. Try means to make an effort or attempt to do something that will lead you to self-improvement. After reading multiple articles that answer the questions, what does it mean to try, what are the benefits of trying, and why is it important? Majority of the content have a similar idea which they are coming from such as, when you consistently try, you will not only develop self-confidence but you will also have great job opportunities it will benefit your brain, and it keeps you away for any mental or physical disorders, and many more. However, it wasn't exactly the angle that I want to come from for this episode, and I struggled for almost two months trying to figure out what I wanted to share and how to structure it in a way that would bring a different light to those questions mentioned earlier about trying. So fast forward to finally being able to publish this episode. The three reasons are structured to be chronological with one another because it begins with number one, our nature, number two, how it affects us, and lastly, the overarching conclusion about trying. So let's get to the first important reason why you should try. So the first important reason is because you are created to thrive. So why do I say this? We are all created with a purpose to make an impact to the world. We are uniquely given different skills, talents, and abilities. It all goes back to when we were born. From the first moments we opened our eyes to our first words and steps, we were born to learn through trying different things. We actually do it subconsciously because we are naturally curious and creative. And there is a quote from Vanessa King, a positive psychology expert, which she shared, As human beings, we have a natural desire to learn and progress. Psychologists call it mastery. So to unpack this further, there is a story in the Bible that I want to share with you and it is found in the book of Matthew chapter 25. And the title is Parable of the Talents. The story goes, There was a master who had three servants. Since he has to go away temporarily for a journey, evidently he has to leave all of his wealth and possessions to his servants for them to keep watch. He divided his wealth and possessions depending on the ability of each servant. The first servant received five talents, the second servant received two talents, and the third, one talent. If you were wondering what is a talent, it is actually a form of money or currency back in the day. As the master went on his journey, the two servants immediately went to work and gained double of what was given to them. While the other servant, who had only one talent, was afraid to risk losing the only thing that was entrusted to him. So, in turn, he dug a hole and hid it away instead. When the master came back and found out what the two servants had done, he was pleased with them and entrusted even more to them. Now, when it came to the third servant, the master was displeased and called him wicked and lazy. So, the master took away the only talent that he had due to his lack of responsibility to use what he has been given. In addition, this truth is also found in the same book and chapter in Matthew 25 verse 29 in which says, Everyone who uses what they have will get more. They will have much more than they need. But people who do not use what they have will have everything taken away from them. Why did I share this story? The moral lesson here is, despite having the ability to thrive, we can't just simply sit idly by and expect something productive to take place this is something that we should continue to strive for on a daily basis in view of the fact that there will be times where you will feel stuck lost lack of motivation or even dissatisfied with your life which is completely normal because this is how life is however you're not meant to stay in that negative situation because again going back to the first important point you are created to thrive Now you know what you are created for. So you might be wondering, where do I start or how do I start? So this is where self-assessment or self-reflection comes in. Ask yourself, what are your interests? What do you feel most passionate about? What makes you enter into a state of flow that when you're doing something, you do not notice time passing by? What makes you feel most joyful when you are doing a specific thing? It could be reading a book, singing, writing, playing sports, doing a podcast, content creation, and many more. Once you are able to recognize what you are good at or interested in, the next step is to put it into action. Spend time doing it. Expect that your first attempts will fail or to not be as good as you intended it to be because you are still trying to figure it all out, and that is fine. The important thing to remember here is, don't let failure discourage you, but frame it in a way that each failed attempt will bring you closer to being better. There is a quote from Eloise Ristad which she shared, when we give ourselves permission to fail, we, at the same time, give ourselves permission to excel. Aside from self-reflection, the next essential thing to consider is To seek feedback from the people whom you trust and those who know you best. Ask them, what comes to mind when you say, what am I good at or what am I talented at? Seeking feedback is a necessary thing to do because as imperfect and broken humans, we have so-called blind spots. There are two reasons why you should seek feedback. Number one, you might not notice what you are good at. Reason being... There are people who are able to do things or think in a certain way that other people might not have done or thought of. You might have an ability that can help someone else with different sets of abilities. This goes back to each individual having different gifts and talents. The second reason why you should seek feedback is, are you effective in what you think you are passionate about? For this point, I set myself as an example. Not a lot of people know this about me, but I find interest in singing. However, I fully admit that I am not gifted in that aspect, because I can't hit the right notes. So it is evident that I am not going to be a singer by profession. With that mentioned, instead of me singing on the microphone, I am simply just talking to you through a podcast. And the reason why I'm aware of it is because I sought feedback from people who are honest with me. So, that is why it is important to seek feedback. It helps keep you from pursuing something that you are not supposed to, but it will help guide you to where you should be. So after you are able to reflect, get feedback, and intentionally act on consistently improving yourself, now we go to the second important reason why you should try, and that is, it helps your overall well-being. There's a quote by Fred DeVito, which he shared, If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. One article explains this further, which I quote, When you consistently engage in activities that you enjoy or find interesting that challenges you, it will improve your brain function such as concentration, attention to detail, memory recall, and problem solving. Because learning new skills stimulates neurons in the brain, which forms more neural pathways and allows electrical impulses to travel faster across them. To put it simply, your brain is like a muscle. When you use it, it will become stronger. But if you don't, over time, it will weaken, which will lead to dementia and other disorders. Basically, we humans thrive on challenges. With that said, it doesn't mean you should do everything all at once because this will lead you to burn out or being overwhelmed, which is actually counterproductive for your growth. We have to understand and accept that each person learns differently and at different times. This is true for me because when I was younger, I had difficulty learning especially when I was in school. I didn't like reading, and I didn't like the idea of sitting long hours listening to lectures upon lectures. I was told that I had ADHD or also known as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. At that point, I never understood what that meant. But what I do know was I always liked to move around. A lot. So with this fact, it made me frustrated because I always compared my intelligence and capabilities with my fellow classmates, who are much more smarter and had higher grades than I do. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I didn't appreciate school. It was actually the complete opposite of it, and I'm fully aware of how my parents sacrificed a lot to provide a good education for me. It's just that, back then, I was not conscious about what my learning style was. Fast forward to today, I still have difficulty focusing and learning. However, what changed since then was my awareness of how I'm able to learn. Instead of having a victim mentality and blaming it on the circumstances which I admit I used to do, I now took responsibility for the situation. After years of deliberate reflection, along with trial and error, I slowly understood that my capability to learn is not solely based on the system that was put in place for me, but by the abilities that I was given. One significant example for this is my struggle to focus due to my excessive energy. So as a solution, my mom signed me up for swimming lessons, which, eventually led me to join the varsity swim team in my school. This helped consume my excess energy to something productive that led me to learn a great deal of discipline not only physically but mentally and emotionally as well. This discipline spilled over to my ability to focus, character development, and a healthy active lifestyle which shaped me into the person that I am now. Connecting this story from the first and second important reason of trying. Even when I had a lot of energy, which my sport required, I still had to learn various swim styles and proper strokes. This required tremendous time and effort for me to train. I remembered crying during the early days of competing because of the pressure. I was so scared and that challenged me. But I still went through it because number one, I was already there and number two, the competition day was the main reason why I spent months training for. In all honesty, the nerves never went away. But what changed was my ability to deal with pressure through the rigorous preparation to be a better athlete in each competition day. Challenges didn't just help me be a better athlete but also into a disciplined human being. From the story I shared. Improvement is not an overnight thing, nor is it a passive one. It all starts from being aware of what you have, then try to take the first step and continue the next steps after that. There are two impactful quotes that I practice daily that I want to share with you. So James Clear shared this in his book Atomic Habits. Improve 1% each day. If you get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done and the next quote is from john maxwell which he shared change is inevitable but growth is optional given that things will change which is completely out of our control but what we do have control over is our response towards it either we let it benefit us by choosing to improve ourselves daily or let it work against us by not doing anything about it overall When you consistently try to overcome challenging situations, it will not only benefit your health and bring you closer to being better, but this will actually lead us to our third and final point as to why you should try, and that is, you will be able to live out your purpose. So before we tie everything together in this last point, I believe it's important to clarify the difference between passion and purpose. As previously mentioned, we are created to thrive. In order to do so, we have to first be aware of our passion through exploring our interests. Then, this will help you narrow down on your purpose. Passion and purpose are two different things. Passion is about what makes you feel good. It is centered on you or something that serves you. It is what the world gives you or the world's gift to you. While purpose, on the other hand, is other-centered. How others can benefit or how you can serve others through what you have. It is what you give to the world. It is your gift to the world. It is the reason or why behind what you do. So the formula for purpose is what your strengths are plus what the world needs. In line with this, there is a quote by Jay Shetty which he shared, Your passion is for you and your purpose is for others. When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes your purpose. There's a term that describes what you feel after doing something you are created for, and that is fulfillment. So there's a quote from Mike Ward in his article which he described what fulfillment is. So fulfillment comes from doing rewarding, meaningful, and purposeful things. This is why we feel fulfilled when we give back to others through charitable means, with the pure intent of, I'm doing this because I want to help, not because I want something back, but because it is my purpose and it is what I am created for. So John Bloom shared this sobering quote, which he said, others need your gifts, that's why you have them. This truth is also found in 1 Peter 4.10, which says, God has shown you his grace in many different ways, So be good servants and use whatever gifts he has given you in a way that will best serve each other. We have limited time on this earth, so why not make the most of your time by not just living for yourself, but for the purpose you are created for? There is also a quote that I always remember from Pastor Rick Warren, pastor from Saddleback Church, where he shared in his sermon, What we think we own is actually on loan. Basically, everything you have are entrusted to you. You do not own any of it. Just like the example in the Parable of the Talents. Will you be the servant that used all of what he has been given, or will you be the other servant whom wasted his? Mike Ward wrote about what purpose is in his article and I quote, Trying to discover your life purpose can be a stressful, overwhelming thing. It can seem such a big, confusing, frustrating subject. You want to move forward, but you are not sure how. You want to find your purpose, but you feel like you're aimlessly wandering. But you can trust God to lead you where He wants you to go. As Psalm 23, 2-3 says, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You may feel confused, but God doesn't. So, to sum everything up, I would like to leave it on a personal note by sharing with you how this episode came about because this is mainly the story of why I started this podcast. During the start of lockdown, I was forced to reflect and assess where I am in life because for so long, I do not know what my skills are or what I'm good at. Considering the situation, I started to intentionally work on myself by reading books, listen to thought-provoking content, working out regularly, and prioritizing proper nutrition. Along with this, I also take good care of my mental health by spending time with God and surround myself with people who support my overall well-being. I have never been good at communicating. Believe it or not, writing and speaking never entered my mind when I was reflecting on what my possible skill sets are. Because I struggle with putting words together, more so carry a conversation. I am a very awkward person when you get to know me personally. The reason why I shared this is because, ironically, speaking and writing are the essence of a podcast. So due to the environment that I intentionally exposed myself to, it actually helped me in a huge way because it was a safe space for me to express and make mistakes without the worry of being judged. And that is the exact space that I want to provide to each one of you through this podcast. Encouraging people to try what they never thought possible that in turn will lead them to being better versions of themselves. I'm not saying that I am where I'm supposed to be or an expert, but nonetheless, the important thing is I'm no longer where I used to be. This podcast is not about perfection, but progress. So let us encourage one another try together thank you for your time and listening to this episode and i hope you gained a lot of insight from it if you find this podcast helpful please do share it with your friends colleagues or even your loved ones again if you are interested in the episode show notes or if you just want to leave feedback questions suggested topics the links are found in the episode description you can also send a direct message through the podcast Instagram account at Encouraged to Try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye.